Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, church. Good to see everybody out this morning. Thankful for an opportunity to be here. Uh, appreciate what we heard in Ocala. Amen. Excited to get to hear Brother Jerry in the second service. Amen. Um, I'm thankful, Brother Ben, for just what the Lord's doing in our lives. Amen. For just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you. The, this month's theme is God is our refuge. Brother Everett talked to us about strength and suffering. Brother Ray talked to us last Sunday about bless the Lord at all times. And this morning, for a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about I will look to God as my refuge and strength. Amen. If you'll join with me in Psalms 46 and 1, we'll read one scripture and you can be seated. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. You can be seated. Amen. I'd like to welcome all those that's watching us online and all y'all that's here. Just appreciate, um, Brother Larry, the opportunity to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. Don't want to take it for granted. Amen. That it'll always be there. Amen. I, I thought about how that, you know, in all of our lives, and we're going to, uh, get to that in just a minute, Sister Mary, but there's always trying things, Brother Everett, amen, in our life. The Bible said that the trying of our faith, Brother Richard, works patience, amen, and, and you know, Brother Chava, we just got to let the Lord do what the Lord does, and the Lord allows Brother Allen things to come into mind in your life, not to push us from God, Brother Kenny, but to push us to God, amen, and we all know that that when we go through things, Sister Debbie, not only does it make us stronger, but it gives us a testimony to to help somebody else to put our arm around somebody and give them the comfort. Amen. Because we know, uh, Brother Pope, that God is no respect of person. Amen. And if God did that for me, Sister Shirley, he can do that for you. Amen. I thought about how in Joshua 1 and 9, Moses had passed away. And the Lord, this is what he told Joshua. He told Joshua, to, he used this three times. He said, have not I commanded thee? He said, be strong and of a good courage. Sister Mary, he told Joshua that three times. He said, be strong and of a good courage. He said, be not afraid, neither be thy dismayed. For the Lord thy God, Brother Junior, is with thee whithersoever thy goest. What a promise that is. Sister Joyce, when the Lord just says, be strong and be of good courage. Be not afraid. Because can I tell you, Brother Chris, it's very easy in this life and in this world for the adversary, our devil, Brother Danny, to come by and try to stir us up, 
try to get us off track, Sister Amy, and, and to get us afraid, amen, to get us discouraged, Brother Larry, to get us dismayed, amen. Maybe you thought your life was going to go one way, Sister Jessica, and it's went a different way, and it's very easy to get discouraged and just, have you ever been like, Sister Joan, you just think like you're not doing anything for the Lord, Brother Kevin, and in reality, you really are doing something, but the adversary, the devil has come to you and said, you know, you're not doing anything, you're not progressed, you're not made no progress. But Sister Kathy, aren't you thankful for a God that would encourage us? He would just tell us to be strong and be of good courage, amen? Because can I tell you, if you're down and out and cast it away, can I tell you, you won't encourage yourself. And Sister Susan, you'll encourage nobody else. Amen, and that's just where the devil wants me and you to take up residence. Sister Terry, he wants us to be discouraged so he can keep our mouth shut because can I tell you, the Bible said that you overcome him, talking about the devil, you overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of your testimony, amen. I, can I tell you, I believe that, Brother Jack, that the devil suppresses us so many times to tell us that, you know, nobody wants to hear what God's done for you, but can I tell you, God's... God would say that he is a liar and a father of all lies. Can I tell you? People are hurting and people need something. And Sister Hal, brother, I mean, Brother Hal, what we have is Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he can take care of everything. Amen. There is nothing, the Bible said, there is nothing impossible to those that believe. The psalmist wrote in 20 and 7, said, Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen. The children of Israel asked the question, said, can God spread a table in the wilderness? Amen. After all the miracles, Sister Jane, that they'd seen God perform, not only coming out of Egypt, but while they was in Egypt. When those plagues was in Egypt, can I remind you that there was light in the land of Goshen? Amen. So can I tell you, we're going to, Brother Mike, we're going to trust something every day of our life. We're either going to trust in chariots or we're going to trust in horses. But can I tell you, Brother Kenny, we need to stand flat-footed and stay, we need to put our faith, our trust, and confidence in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He said he's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Can I tell you, outside of Jesus, there is nothing else, Brother Kevin. Amen. He said this world's going to burn up with a fervent heat one day. It's all going to pass away. But all this ever going to stand through the eternity of time, Brother Darrell, is what me and you've done for Jesus. I will look to God as my refuge and my strength. The world would tell you that you need to put your faith and your trust in whether it's in your banker or your lawyer or your employer or maybe, maybe even yourself. Have you heard that one? Maybe you just need, because you know, but the Bible said a man's born of a woman a few days. Come on, church, and full of troubles. I can say amen to that one, amen. When we're going to get in and talk about King Hezekiah, I would like to real quickly tell you about his father. The Bible said that he nailed shut the doors of the temple he made idols, sacrificed, and burned incense on the high places and the hills and under every green tree and worshiped false gods, Baal. He even burned his children in the fire at the altar of Molech. 
He, he did wicked, the Bible said, when he was a king. And, you, and King Hezekiah, this is what it says about King. You know, when I think about, Sister Lana, when I think about King Hezekiah, I often think about when the prophet Isaiah went to him and the Lord said, the Lord sent me here to tell you to get your house in order. You got, you going to die. Now, can I tell you, Sister Donna, I, I would appreciate if the Lord would do that for me. Amen. If he would come to me, Brother Rayleigh, and say, now, you know, little Wayne, you're only going to live X amount of days. You need to get your house in order. Amen. But can I tell you, the Bible said nobody's promised that tomorrow our life's like a vapor. It's just here for a little while, and it's gone. But Brother Larry, Brother uh, King Hezekiah had such a relationship with the Lord, the Lord sent him a notice and said, get your house in order. You're going, and the, we all know the story that he turned his face to the wall, Brother Orlando, and he prayed, and before the prophet Isaiah could get out, the Lord turned him around and sent him back and said, just go back and tell him he's got 15 more years. Brother Chris, that's what I always think about when I read about this, when I think about King Hezekiah. But really, when you think about what we're going to talk about for a few moments this morning, this is really a phenomenal king here. Now, you think about it, Brother Larry, when, when you compare King Hezekiah to his father, King Hezekiah went just the opposite direction. Most of us would have thought that he'd probably follow Sister Melinda right in his father's footsteps. But aren't you thankful that God, no matter where you come from, who your mama was, who your daddy was, who your grandparents are, who your brother and sister, no matter where you're born, aren't you thankful that God can use us? Amen. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what his pedigree said, Brother Junior. Amen. Because I'm sure if you looked at him, you just knew he was going to be the same king like his daddy. Amen. Because most of us, you know, we sound like our parents. We, we, we sound like our grandparents because that's what we're around. King Hezekiah grew up in a family that, that his father didn't have anything to do with God, didn't want anything to do with God. I mean, he nailed the temple door shut, tore up the temple, set up idols, walked just as far away from God as you could, Brother Kevin. But let me tell you what it said about King Hezekiah. It said he was the son of the wicked King Ahaz, reigned over the southern kingdom of Judah for 29 years. He began his reign at 25 years old. He was more zealous for the Lord than any of his predecessors. Think about that. Hard to, aren't you thankful God can take nothing and make something out of it? Aren't you thankful you don't have to come from the certain side of town? You ain't got to walk a certain way, speak a certain way, or look a certain way. Aren't you thankful God told somebody one time in the Bible, he says, you look on the outward appearance. He's, he said, Sister Joy, he said, but I look on the heart. Aren't you thankful God can take, he can clean up the outside. Amen. Can I tell you, God can give you a new heart. He can clean up the inside and the outside. He said, after Ahaz's wicked reign, there was much work to do, and Hezekiah boldly cleansed house. Pagan altars, idols, temples was destroyed. The bronze serpent that Moses had made in the desert was also destroyed because the people had made it an idol. The temple in Jerusalem whose doors had been 
nails shut by Hezekiah's own father was cleaned out, reopened. The Levitical priesthood was reinstated and Passover was reinstated as a national holiday under Hezekiah reforms. Revival came to Judah. Because King Hezekiah put, now listen, put God first in everything he did, God prospered him. Hezekiah held fast to the Lord and did not stop following him. He kept the commandments of the Lord, had given Moses, and the Lord was with him, and he was successful in whatever he undertook. I thought about as I was studying, Brother Everett, last night or yesterday morning, um, this thought come to my mind. Somebody said, I was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. Brother Donnie, I really thought Job said that. But once I dug into that, I realized that King Nebuchadnezzar said that. That's when King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4, he had that dream about the big tree that grew up. And then he couldn't understand it. And the man of God come to him and told him that the Lord was going to cut that thing down. But he was going to leave the stump. Thank God for leaving the stump. Amen. But my point is, have you ever been like King Nebuchadnezzar at rest in your own house, having it good, Brother Kenny, everything flowed? Have you ever just had those months that everything just flowed just right? That was a good place for everybody to say amen. Maybe y'all ain't all had those. I've had those. I've had those months and weeks that, man, everything just flowed right. But, but Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I was doing really well, Sister Kathy. But he had a dream, and his whole life changed. We all know that if you read the end of that story, Brother how that, that the Lord turned him over as a beast, and he went out in the field for seven years. But the Bible said, Brother Mike, when he come back to his right mind, he had a different attitude. Amen? So I said that to say about King Hezekiah. You know, he was living good. He, he was repairing, and the place was prospering, and everybody was having a good time. But can I tell you, Brother Ryan, trouble was just on the horizon. There was a king named Sennacherib, an Assyrian, and he, he was, had a march on, and he had already accomplished and knocked down the northern kingdom, and he had set his sight to come to Judah. And the Bible said that he had already conquered most of Judah. He hadn't got to Jerusalem to conquer it, but he was sitting on the outside. But I wanted to tell you this, and I know that Brother Kenny and some others in here are, are, are builders, and, and y'all probably know this story better than I got it, but just bear with me just a minute. I remember when the buddies of mine used to let me help them, Sister Mary, work on houses because they was going to come over and build me a house. And we all helped each other. We probably built about seven houses. And So anyway, I remember an open wall. They would, uh, after we'd run the plumbing Pops, you know, through the two before walls and in the slabs, some we run in the ceiling. And, but, Brother Kenny, they, I think you put water and you put pressure on that and you cap that thing off and put a pressure gauge on there. And I think we set the pressure maybe at 35, Brother Everett, or 45. But, and, and we just left it until the building inspector come by to check that thing, Sister Davis, because, because you, you know, if you don't put no water in your pipes, you don't know whether your pipes work or not. You don't know if they got holes in them. Not that anybody would do this, but sometimes people, um, you know, be shooting nails into two-by-four walls and shoot it right into your pipe. Or sometimes your plumber not put the glue on it like he's supposed to and your joints won't be together. And 
you had to get rocking a little bit and your joints are coming apart. It says, David, you don't have water running. You know what I'm saying? So they wanted you, uh, Brother Allen, to, to put pressure on that before people like Brother Larry got there and hung sheetrock on your place and you wouldn't have never known it. Amen? So, so I said that to say this, Sister Jessica, in life sometimes God puts pressure on me and you just to see what we're going to react to. Because can I tell you, Brother Jerry, God knows how we're going to react. God knows the end from the beginning. That's why God allows the devil to come into mind in your life and push us to a point. God knows he can't take our lives. Ain't that what he, ain't that what the Lord, I mean, the devil told the Lord about Job? He said, if you'll drop the hedge on him, I'll get to him, but you got to put the hedge. Aren't you thankful God put a hedge around me and you? I'm so thankful. The devil can tell you all he wants, Sister Jane, that he's going to kill you. He's going to do, he's, he's a liar and a father of all lies. Because if God protected Job, can I tell you, he's the same. Brother Riley, if he protected Job, he's protecting me and you. But we really don't know how far we'll turn from flesh and turn to God without some pressure, Brother Kenny. Because we like Nebuchadnezzar, a lot of times if everything's just flowing really good, Brother JT, we don't ever think about God. Shouldn't be that way. I know there's people that come to God that's never had maybe a problem. But Sister Lana, that wasn't the way it was in my life. So King Hezekiah, once, once the Lord applied a little pressure to King Hezekiah, he said he said a, a wonderful example for you and I. We're talking about I will look to God as my refuge and strength. Second Chronicles 32 and 1 and 2 says this. After these things and establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and said, thought to win them for himself. So Chelsea, can I tell you, it don't matter what the devil thinks. Amen. It don't matter that the devil tells you, your friends, your family, your mama, your daddy, your kids, whatever, Sister Michelle, will never be saved. It don't matter. The only time that that matters, Sister Edith, is when we, up, when we dig into that and agree with the devil. Can I tell you, as long as they got breath, there's still hope. Can I tell you, it don't matter what the doctor says. It don't matter what the judge says. It don't matter what the parole board says. It don't matter what... We heard of a, a lady that, that we all know that I won't call her name, but... She was in Gainesville riding down the road and seen a person she thought was her father. He was panhandling, come to find out it was her father. But she, can I tell you, it wasn't coincidence. She hadn't seen him in some years. Brother Kevin, can I tell you, it wasn't coincidence. It was the providence of God. God set that thing up so she could see and could witness to him and tell him and talk to him. Can I tell you, it don't matter. The king said, you know what? I'm going to take Bethlehem. That's why I'm setting up here, and I'm going to take it. Brother Larry, he didn't know the king of kings and the Lord of lords had a different plan. Because verse 2 said, and when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he said that he fortified his city. He cut the water going to outside of the city, cut it off. 
And he said he built a wall and made more shields and more swords. But really, he was getting ready to rumble against the king, Sennacherib. He, he makes this statement in 2 Chronicles 32, 7 and 8. He said, be strong and courageous. I, we just talked about somebody that the Lord told that to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. Now think about this. He's surrounded. His city's in siege. They're coming to get him. And he said, for there be more with us. Can I tell you, when we can't take care of ourselves, Sister Joy, God can take care of us. The Bible said we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Can I tell you, when you're feeling despondent and discouraged, can I tell you, can, I, can you just turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11? Read that great faith chapter. You want something, but I'll tell you better now. Just start anywhere from Genesis to Revelation, you'll get encouraged. Amen. Because the Bible is the good news, Brother Allen, that we need today. Amen. I, I think y'all could agree with me when you talk to people, says, Amen, it don't take long. There's a lot of problems out in this world. Amen. If you just look around, if your faith and trust and confidence, Sister Townsend, is in the world, you in trouble. Amen. I'm so thankful to be on the king's side. And this is what he said. He said, with them is an arm of the flesh, but with us, church say, but with us. Is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles? And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Can I tell you, there's just only just so much, Sister Joan, that the devil can do to me and you. Can I tell you, there's a line drawn in the sand that God said you just can't step over there. Aren't you thankful for that? He said he's able to keep what you've committed to him against that day. Well, the Jeremy 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Brother Justin, can I tell you, when the devil's huffing and puffing, we need to remember 2 Timothy 1. If you don't have that wrote down stuck on your refrigerator or in your favorite memory verse, can I tell you, Sister Kathy, we need to put that somewhere so that we can see that every day. Because, Sister Melinda, it don't matter who you are, the spirit of fear will show up. Amen. You go to the doctor and get a bad report. You go to the post office and pull the bill out, and it's got three letters on it that says IRS. I'm just saying. Brother Brian, I got, we, I don't, honey usually checks the mail, thank the Lord. I don't check it, but I checked it the other day and got one of them letters, Brother Kevin, that said IRS. And it didn't say Iris. I knew that much. But boy, can I tell you, well, Chris, I looked on down there and it said somebody else's name. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm giving that letter back to the undelivery. Huh? El uh, I know y'all know about Elvis, but he sang a song one time. said, return to sinner. That's what I was saying. Amen. Return this thing. It ain't coming to my house. Amen. Let it go. Amen. Because can I tell you, you get a letter from IRS, it'll get your attention. Some fear get up in your heart. I heard a man say one time, he said, they'll spend all your money, your tax dollars to tear you up. Amen. I don't know why I got off on that, but I'll get back on path here real quickly. 
But you understand that the Bible said, Revelation 21 and 8, this ain't all of that verse. It's some of the verse. It says, but the fearful and unbelieving shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Well, the Danny, that'll wake you up, won't it? Said the fearful and the unbelieving shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. See, Brother Ben, if we are the fearful and if we are the unbelieving, we just need to spend more time with Jesus. We need to be like Hezekiah and say, there's more with us than is with them. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Well, see, Brother Kenny, we already know because it's written in his word that the devil can only huff and puff. He goes about as a roaring lion. Because, see, we serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the lion of the tribe of Judah. See, we serve the lion, Brother Chris. He acts like a lion. So when the spirit of the fearful come up upon you, can I encourage you, an unbelieving, have you ever got a report from a doctor and you left there just convinced the doctor was right? Come on, church, say amen. See, Brother Jeremy, it don't matter. The God that you and I serve is the same God that King Hezekiah served. The same God that gave Hezekiah 15 more years is the same God me and you serve. It don't matter, Brother Ruddy, that it happened in the Old Testament. What matters is he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you thankful for that? So when that spirit comes on you, being the fearful and the unbelieving, you just rebuke that spirit. Draw nigh to God, the Bible said, and God will draw nigh to you. So, so I got to hurry on with my story about King Hezekiah. So King Sennacherib sent one of his helpers, Brother Donnie, to go talk to King Hezekiah. And King Hezekiah didn't talk to him. He just sent three of his servants out to talk. And the gentleman that come from King Sennacherib, his name was Rabshakeh. That's a cool name. I mean, never mind, I'll move on. And, but this is what happened when he got there to talk to him. Uh, Rabshakeh, he, he started, he, was, he should have been talking in his Arabic language, Brother Brian, but he didn't. He started talking to him in the Hebrew tongue. And those three servants of King Hezekiah said, no, 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 no. He said, we don't want you talking to us in our tongue. He said, we want you to talk to us in Arabic. Because, see, they knew, Brother Darrell, that if he talked to them in the Hebrew language, he, this is what they said. They said, talk not to us in the Jews' language, in the ears of the people that are on the wall. Because can I tell you, Sister Donna, they knew, those three men knew that those Israelites that was inside the city of Judah, if they heard that negative report, they would start believing in that. It's amazing, Sister Jane, how that bad news will travel five miles Good news will travel three steps. Amen? He said, don't talk to us where our people can hear what you're saying. Sister Mary, you talk to us in a language that, that, that we only know and we'll interpret it and tell the people. But Radshakeh didn't take their advice, Brother Ben. Let me tell you what he said in 2 Chronicles 32, 10 through 16. It says, thus saith Sennacherib, king of Syria, Whereon do you trust that ye abide in the siege of Jerusalem? Do not, doeth not Hezekiah persuade you to give up 
give over yourselves to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord our God shall deliver us out of the hand of the king of Syria. Has not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places, his altars, and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, Ye shall worship before one altar and burn incense upon it? He didn't take away the Lord's altar. He took away the altars of his father worshiping to idols. But but when when Rabshakeh told the stories, Sister Joyce, he just turned it around a different way. Ain't that the way the devil did? did is that not what the devil told the first couple? Come on, church. Did he not say, did God say? Immediately, Sister Amy, he just turned the question around. So it's, it's now you're questioning God. Verse 13 said, Know ye not that what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands were the gods of nations of those lands any way able to deliver their lands out of my, ha- my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my father utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand that your God, church say your God, should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Now, you know, if you're going to get on somebody, Sister Chelsea, you just don't get on them about serving Jesus, right? You ought to pick up on something else. Because the Lord just don't let it slide, Sister David. He don't take kind of you talking bad about him. Amen? Now, therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you nor persuade you on this manner. Neither yet believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand and out of the hand of my father's. How much less shall your God deliver you out of my hand? And verse 16, and said, His servants spake yet more against the Lord God and against the servant of Hezekiah. Brother, I find it amazing that, that Rabshakeh didn't say anything about King Hezekiah and the people. He just attacked their God. Have you ever, has anybody ever said to you, Brother Allen, that I don't have time for that? Me and Jesus got our own thing going. I don't need to go to church. I got other things to do. I don't know how many folks travel to church today, but if you was like me, we come from Old Town Way. Can I tell you, Brother Danny, it was a pile of boats going somewhere. They must be having an outreach on the river today. Amen? But Brother Kenny, my point is, is if flesh, if you let flesh, flesh choose whether this going to choose God or Choose man, it's going to choose man every time. There should never be a decision on Sunday morning whether you come to church. It's just what time church starts. There should never be an opinion or an option. If you get bad news, what you should do, it shouldn't be to get on Facebook or Twitter or call 1-800-LET-ME-TALK-TO-MY-BEST-FRIEND. You ought to talk to your best friend that sticks closer to you than a brother, your friend called Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. It don't hurt to have people that are supporting and pray with you, Sister Jessica. But what's most important is your relationship with Jesus. You need to know God for yourself. Because there might come a day, Sister Townsend, we can't gather together in a house of God, a house of worship. And I'm going to backtrack for just a second. In 2 Kings 18 and 36, this is the scripture here. I, I was reading out of 2 Chronicles. Let me just read this one. It says, but the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was saying, answer him not. But it don't do no good to get red-faced and argue with the devil. 
The only thing that the devil respects and listens to is the word of God. You can get mad, Sister Joy, and get upset and scream and throw things. That don't move the devil. But if you say, thus saith the Lord, if you start quoting the scriptures, if you tell the devil, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, can I tell you, Brother Jeremy, the devil responds to that. And so, so I'm hurrying on now. So I find it very ironic that when Hezekiah got in, First in office, if we can call it that way, Brother Jack, that he unbordered the temple so worship could start. Can I tell you, when trouble come to his house, Brother Pope, you know what Hezekiah done? He went to the house of worship. Think about that. He didn't know that he was going to need the house of worship, but he knew that the people needed a place to go worship to serve the king of kings. But Sister Debbie, he needed that place of worship that he opened up. You never might know when adversity may land at your doorsteps. That's why it pays to have a relationship with God now, Sister Edith. And 2 Kings 19 and 1 through 6 said this, and it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. But Larry didn't say that he called his trusted advisors. He didn't say he called his next of kin or his best friend. He said, I got to go talk to the Lord. Because one thing you'll understand that when something drastic comes to your life, Brother Rayleigh, you need an answer. Jesus is that answer. Because there's things that are walking to mind in your life that our best friends and our moms and our dads, Sister Terry, can't help us with at all. But don't nothing come before God that he trembles at. God already knows the end from the beginning. And verse 2 said, And he sent Ekelam, which was over the household, and Shemnah, the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and a rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be, he said, the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rashakah, whom the king of Assyria, his masters, has sent to reproach. Now, then, hearing what he says, Brother Ben, he says, reproach the living God. So, Jamie, he didn't say they come to reproach us. He's saying, God, they're coming after you. They're coming after reproaching you. Can I tell you that, that, that that's what we need to do? We need to remind the devil Devil, you can't do this. You coming against me. You ain't coming against me. Amen. You coming against the Lord. When you, when you mean to remind the devil that when he puts his hands on your loved ones and your family and your friends, that he's not touching with your people. He's touching God's people. Verse 5 says, So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard with which the servants of King Assyria have blasphemed me. The Lord will speak for himself. So it ain't very long after that he goes back, Brother Hal, to King Sennacherib and gives him the report that King Sennacherib says, you know what, I, I, I just think we might better revisit this king called Hezekiah. 
So the king Sennacherib sends some more servants and takes King Hezekiah a letter, Brother Donnie. Now, can I tell you, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, but can I tell you a thousand words worth a thousand words? Well, as I say that to say this, can I tell you that if you got something that you see every day, that you read every day, it'll reinforce your doubt and your unbelief. That was the whole purpose, Brother Justin, for the devil to send that letter back to King Hezekiah. He, he wanted him to know that he was still outside the city and he's still coming. He still he means to take Jerusalem. So King Hezekiah in verse 10, uh, 2 Kings 19 and 10 through 11 said, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thy trust hath deceived thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Have you ever had bad news presented to you, Brother Mike, and, and, and the devil just speak to you instantly? Said, you can believe that. Has anybody come by and you really having a good day and just speak something negative to you and your whole day turn upside down? Amen, Brother Kevin. Have you ever got up out of bed and, man, you just, man, having a good day and you go out to your automobile and turn the key over and you got a dead battery? Got a flat tire? Now, pastors say you don't always blame that on the devil, but I just say you blame it on the devil. Amen. All good and perfect gifts come from the Father above. Amen. So I say all the bad stuff comes our way. Let's just put it on the devil. Blame him. Because we know all the good gifts, but my point is the, the king Sennacherib sent a letter to the king Hezekiah, and he said, look here. Let not thy God in whom thy trust deceive thee. Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shall thy be delivered. Brother Brian, it's real easy to believe a negative report, ain't it? Amen? And that's exactly what King Hezekiah got. But King Hezekiah done just exactly what you and I need to do. What a great example, Brother Jerry, that the Lord has laid out for me and you. Amen. Brother Junior, I just wonder how many times when bad news comes to mind in your house do we come up here to the altar or maybe the altar at our house, Brother Everett, and we just lay that petition out before the Lord. And basically what he was saying, Brother Kevin, he said, look, I can't do nothing with this. I just can't do nothing with it. God, it's on you to take care of this. Can I tell you, there might be something in mind in your life. Because can I tell you, with our loved ones and our co-workers, you know, we can't make them come to church, Brother Pope. We just can't. But I wouldn't want to. Because can I tell you, if, Sister Joy, if you're going to be successful serving God, you've got to serve God because you love God. Because if you're serving for somebody else, Brother Junior, it won't be long something to come up that you'll quit. But can I tell you, Brother JT, when you serve God because you love God, it don't matter what comes or goes, Sister Jessica. You just say, I'm in it to win it. Amen. It don't matter, devil. You just huff and puff. I understand that I got a, a, a new home sitting on the other side. Sister Joyce, it just seem like nothing if we even got a memory of what God's brought us from when we get there and see the face of Jesus. All that me and you've ever went through, it won't matter. When you just hear that word, well done, 
Brother Leonard, when you hear the Lord say, enter into the joy of the Lord. She says, Melinda, it'll all pass away then. But, but, but King Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, he said, Thy art the God. Not another God, not a multitude of God. You are the God. Even thou alone in all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, listen to verse 16. Lord, bow down thy ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib which hath sent him to reproach help me out church the living God that's who he come to reproach was you God of a truth Lord the kings of Assyria and this is what he said I find this very interesting of a truth Lord the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire for they were no gods but the work of men's hands wood and stone therefore they have destroyed them now therefore O Lord our God I beseech thee save thou us out of his hands that all the kingdoms of the earth may know not not that we're somebody and that we were somebody special that ain't what he was saying brother Riley he said that they may know that thou art the Lord God even thy only you can stand so can I tell you the next time trouble comes at your door, can I encourage you to find a place of an altar and lay that petition out before the Lord like King Hezekiah did. Because he, Brother Kevin, he didn't have the military force to fight the king because the king had already said, because he even admitted, he said, basically he's telling you the truth. They've destroyed everybody. But Lord, they're messing with you now. Because, see, what they had was made with men's hands. It was wood and it was stone and all that. The Lord, you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I say this and we'll close. We all know the story that on down in 2 Kings 19 and 32 and 35 that the Lord spoke for himself, Sister Joy. and and, And when the Assyrian soldiers went to sleep that night, he sent one angel and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Well, when they woke up the next morning, they had a different attitude, and they fleed. So can I tell you, it don't matter what comes or goes in mind in your life. Brother Richard, whether it's a multitude or a single problem, the Lord that we serve can still send that angel to me and you and take care of that problem. Join me as we pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.